You are listening to Rechurched, a podcast aimed at instigating Christians to be Christian. Hey, what is up, everybody? My name is Ethan Hoover, and you're listening to the Rechurched podcast. And I'm joined by Matthew Mayer, my co-host. What's up, dude? How you doing today, Ethan? Pretty, pretty good. Just, uh, you know, just doing a podcast with you. That's, That's all. right. Love it. <laughs> we don't have anything else to do, right? That's right. Nothing else going on. <laughs> uh, well, if you have been listening to season two, we've been going through this thread of time from not the beginning of time, but the beginning of the church. Um, so the early church all the way through this thread of time. And we've been looking at the difference between the church biblically and the church by name. And we've also been trying to answer the question of what that means for us today. Uh, so we're, we're actually in this episode, we're pretty much we're in the present in this episode that we're going over. So last episode, we talked about the civil rights movement, which was 1950s, 60s, 70s, you know, 80s. Um, and then we're kind of fast forwarding into the 2000s to present in this episode. Um, and whether or not this is the title, this is basically the gist. American complacency versus global per- persecution. Right. Um, and those are two drastic uh, differences that we have as a church. Um, and so I think this episode is going to be, it's going to be clear, concise, I think straightforward and pretty, pretty short. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So um, we went over right at the tail end of last episode, but after the civil rights movement and the Jesus movement, why did the church kind of go to sleep? Why did the church shrink back? Shrink back, yeah. I honestly think because we moved into this place of conformity in Mm -hmm. essence, really. So you move out of the civil rights movement. There were several important landmark decisions that occurred during that time period that have done damage to the fabric of society. When I say the fabric of society, I'm talking about a society that was built on biblical values, Mm -hmm. including the definition of a man and a woman the definition of marriage, the definition of a family, Mm. and what was birthed during that time period, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, we covered this in season one, if you remember, was the emergent church. Right. Was more of a seeker-sensitive strategy. Yeah. In essence, becoming more like the world Mm. in the name of cool to save Mm. the world. Mm. And that is a contradiction. You can't become like the world to save the world. So I think we just moved into a place of conformity and complacency yeah. and that's what this episode's about mm. instead of getting involved in our communities we you know we sent our children to rome and then were shocked that they came back as romans yeah <laughs> right yeah remember we allowed them to remove god from the public school system yep right because it was offensive yep no more prayer no more 10 commandments we can't touch it don't touch it separation yeah. of church and state right yeah. thomas jefferson Separate shirt, and it's like, no, no. When you do your investigation, you find that secular revisionists have lied. Yep. And they made you think something, Christian, that was not true. You cannot separate the sacred from the secular. If you are a true believer, you're going to take your faith into every space. Hmm. And we didn't do that no. for the past two decades. Yeah. And because of that, the culture of evil began to permeate through every layer of society, Hmm. every pillar that God put in place for the flourishing of humanity was broken down 
And now everything is opposite. Mm. So what is God doing? He's waking up those that are complacent. Mm. How did he do it? It all came crashing, or I'll say vomiting, from beneath the surface to above the surface in 2020. I think that is literally the line of demarcation that God was like, all right, now I'm going to cause the entire world to vomit. (laughs) And you're going to see that evil was lurking beneath the surface. And now, church, wake up. Yeah. So America's experiencing not persecution like the global church is. And we're Mm going to talk about that and how God uses persecution. We started this entire season looking at the inception of the church and what caused the early church to spread like wildfire. It's persecution. Raw persecution. Yeah. And you had a physical persecution, physical incarceration or execution. That's persecution. Yeah. Yeah. From Stephen being the first martyr to thousands thereafter, you had to actually put your life on the line. Yeah. Right. So, with the gun to your head, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Yes or no? Mm. You say yes, it Boom. costs you your life, and there's consequences. Yep. You say no, you compromise just to fit in. So I say that as a figurative analogy and a literal analogy, Yeah. right? Are you willing to put it all out there because Jesus Christ died for you? Therefore, your life is no longer yours. Yeah. So I think we're seeing persecution in its early stages where you are labeled names that can be very critical mm. whether it be from our previous episode labeled a racist if you call out the racist ideologies that exist isn't yeah. that funny yeah <laughs> the, the, what you're doing is racist no you're a racist yeah no. and then Wait, you're what? silenced if <laughs> yeah. you if you talk about the biblical model of the family including the role of a man and a woman you're 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 a you're a bigot yeah right if you if you talk about the sins of sexuality in all directions homosexuality heterosexuality outside of the confines of marriage the divine design of marriage you are a sexist like (laughs) you are labeled these very egregious names which cause people to be silenced or canceled and it's like you know what i'm not even gonna speak my mind anymore yeah it's not worth it yeah and it puts your faith to the test yeah so i think those types of people are waking up and going, you know what? Yeah. I got to do the, rest, the right thing before God. And the world is experiencing persecution where you can't even have a Bible, Ethan, in China and yeah. Iran and all and all these countries that are killing people. Oh, it's crazy. For believing in Jesus. We have no idea. No idea. Like, yeah, like what I was thinking when you were saying that, like, how do we get loads of sleep? Well, we we believe the lie that the church is confined within four walls. And it's not. If there, if we've learned anything this season, is that it is not a building; it's a people, um, and the church is a living organism of multiple people. It doesn't have to do with material buildings, but we believe that lie. We stayed confined to our four walls. We didn't touch anything out of it. But that was the greatest lie probably ever told, um, and it's led us to where we're at now. Um, but I guess just contrasting. American complacency, American church or American Christianity complacency with global persecution, I thought it would be interesting to kind of just give our listeners who are likely listening from North America um, an idea, if they didn't know, an idea of what the church in Iran, China, and even Korea are like are going through right now. Again, the comparison between what we experience in America versus these other countries 
is few and far between as far as the level of persecution being high level, extreme level. You can actually go to opendoorsus.org, opendoorsus.org, and it kind of just lays out to you the countries that are the greatest persecutors of Christians. And you can read that one in seven Christians are persecuted worldwide, one in five Christians are persecuted in Africa, and two in five Christians are persecuted in Asia. So think about those numbers. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's no comparison. No. Right? We're still protected by our First Amendment rights, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom to gather. Yeah. And in these countries, you're not. So much more is at stake, which makes sense why God would allow persecution Mm -hmm. to revive his body. Absolutely. And I think it's easy to think that we're being persecuted when we get a mean DM or a mean comment. And it's like, I mean, I I guess it's maybe persecution, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's persecution, at least what what biblical persecution is. I think I think we've labeled everything as persecution, you know, when there's very there's very uh clear ways that the church was persecuted in the Bible. What do you think about that? I think you're right. I think we gotta learn to discern the difference between somebody calling us a name yeah. and not being offended and labeling it persecution. And and yeah. to be honest with you, a lot of people bring upon themselves some of this stuff yeah. and they think it's persecution. Yeah. Again, I think of so many people right now that think they're being persecuted. Mm. Meanwhile, their behaviors and their lifestyle has brought upon them consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So instead of humbling themselves, mm. they think that they're being persecuted. It's yeah. like, no, you're not being persecuted by anyone, dude. You're actually outside of God's will, yeah. and he's trying to get your undivided attention. Yeah. So there's that, and then you have, you know, not being labeled a certain name is a form, I want to say, of persecution as much as it is opposition. Mm. I think the Christian who's mature should know the difference between persecution, which by definition biblically is like the loss of something, Mm. loss of freedom. Mm. Did did you get placed into a prison because you believed in Jesus? No, 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 not because you you trespassed on private property and they found you where you shouldn't have been. Mm. Like in Canada right now, Ethan, did you know that if you go, you can be imprisoned Look this up, people, for your thoughts. That's crazy. So you can go out. They're going outside of like abortion clinics, public property, sidewalk, and cops are showing up and going, what are you doing here? And it's like, we're praying, and they're getting locked up in Canada, our neighbor to the north. That's crazy. Think about that. Oh, my gosh. You're getting locked up for your prayers, (laughs) unspoken, but the people are saying, no, I am praying. Wow. And they're going to jail. That's happening. That's crazy. So let me just say this. America, I believe we see a pattern of the American church, a.k.a. the American dream, in what is labeled as the church of Laodicea, Jesus's revelation to one of the seven churches in the book of Revelation, the church of Laodicea. These things says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. How do you like that introduction? I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. Jesus is saying, pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. So then because you are lukewarm, you're in the middle, you're complacent, and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Nobody enjoyed lukewarm water. It was either cold water mm-hmm. or it was warm water lukewarm water was good for nothing Hmm. so jesus is saying i can't stomach you 
I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. This is the Lord of love. Wow. This is the God of grace. This is the master of mercy that's saying to the church, who's complacent, I'm going to spit you out. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. That's what the church says in America. Wow. And do not know that... And You say you are rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, mm. poor, blind, and naked. Wow. So think about... America is known for its mega churches. Yeah. It's all a facade. It's all a facade. And the Lord is like, I can see your inner parts. I counsel you to buy for me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich, spiritual richness, white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may be may, may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. Wow. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also over overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. <laughs> right, so what was happening in the first century when John, the disciple, received this revelation and writes to these seven churches, and one of these churches is called Laodicea, which means the people's choice. Hmm. Right, the people make the decisions. Laodicea, decide, Leo, lady or people, you're deciding what you think is right. Wow. And we pride ourselves on, you know, our numbers, hmm. the metrics of our numbers hmm. and our outreach and how many people follow our ministry and we are comfortable. Hmm. And then 2020 hits and the Lord begins to expose how empty and Lacking of substance yeah. so many churches had. Man. And the government says, you have to shut your doors, but abortion clinics can stay open. Crazy. And marijuana dispensaries can stay open. And strip clubs could stay open. Mm. And churches argued, right? There was a season that yeah. we were in, Ethan. We didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But after we figured out this whole thing is a big lie, <laughs> we stood up. Yeah, we were like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, we're not shutting <laughs> our doors. And the church that I'm a part of, those doors will never shut ever again. Uh-uh. Right, and the enemy. What did he do? He put true Christians against fake Christians, and yeah. this what people thought was division. Right, in the name of love your neighbor, I'm going. No, no, no. This isn't division. This is separation. The Lord is yeah, separating the wheat mm. from what the cha chaff. Yeah, the chaff. tares. Yeah, uh, mm. the the sheep from the goats. Yeah, and you're now able to see clearer. And I think that's the beauty of this season. Yeah. Right. Mm. The historical aspect of it was pretty fun to cover. But ladies and gentlemen, you wanted to live in biblical times. You are living in biblical times. Mm. The Bible is coming alive in our world. Don't get me started. I could talk about what's happening in Israel and the Middle East and how prophecy is being fulfilled. And we're living in a day and age where Israel is actually a state. Mm. Persecution is on the rise, as Jesus said it would be. Deception is on the rise, as Jesus said it would be nation rising against nation as jesus said it would be famines and pestilences and earthquakes as jesus said it would be and yet the question season two what's the question what do we want to ask them what is the true church yeah doing? what are you doing <laughs> are you ready So we don't want to be, you know, these doom and gloom guys, you know, that are like, beware, the end is near. But 
there is something to be said about persecution being ramped up worldwide like you said earthquakes and like the, the the signs of the times. Of, yeah, the signs of the times, the pains of the labor pains that the earth is having for this this season. And all signs point toward more persecution coming. But not getting not it getting more complacent or comfortable. So the question is, are you ready? And what are what will you do when those times come? We've talked about a lot of church history. And we've talked about a lot of the responses of true and fake Christians and 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 churches. The the true Christian, the true church, stood up, regardless of the persecution, regardless of the circumstance. Every period. Every period of time. They displayed truth in love and love with truth. Amen. And they didn't separate the two. So I think that is a the place that we need to just close this episode on is yeah. just think think about it for you listening reflect and think as persecution continues to to grow what is your response going to be are you going to back down are you going to you know throw in the towel or are you going to stand up for what you actually believe in and then think about what do you actually believe in and why do you believe it why does it give you hope and life and freedom that should be the fuel for during those persecution, those times of persecution. So a a great outro, Ethan, great summary. We covered so much ground in the past few episodes, probably a lot of content. Thank you for bearing with us, but you just, you just nailed it. That's the goal. Yeah. Is not to know a lot of stuff and not even to connect all these historical dots. That was fun. Yeah. Right. It was closing the gap. Remember going back to what does the Bible say about the ecclesia? How did the Church of Acts, the Book of Acts, how did they operate? Can we close that gap? Because we've gotten far off where we should be. Yeah. Our goal is to challenge you to have a biblical worldview, to see everything through a biblical lens. And ultimately, these times we live in, know what you believe mm. and realize what's at stake. Lives are at stake. When, when truth dies, so do lives. Mm. And if we are the carriers of truth, the gospel... We have the only antidote, Ethan, to the sin-sick soul. Mm, yep. So we should share that. Absolutely. And live it. Yeah. And impact our world until the Lord returns. Yep. So that's the goal. We hope you've enjoyed these episodes. Thank you for sharing them. Thank you for your support. Don't forget to submit any questions you may have over the course of the past how many episodes have we done? I think 17, 17 or 18. or 18 episodes. That's a lot of content. That's crazy. If you have any questions, drop them on us. We'll do our due diligence and we will we'll cover them the next time we record. Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can feel free to submit your question at rechurchpodcast.com. Uh, and you can also follow us on Instagram at rechurchpodcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and turn those notifications on so you get notified when we release a new episode. And... Just share it with, you know, share it with your network, share it with your friends and family, text them, post on social media, be a really big help to us. And uh, we just appreciate all your support and all the love that we receive um, from you guys. So thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. God bless.